Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people, present Raise the Roof every fourth Wednesday of the month. We advocate for affordable, secure and appropriate housing. So listen up every fourth Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right. Welcome to the Housing for the Aged Action Group show for this August. Thanks very much to Renegade Economists for their show. Uh, I'm joined in the studio today by two uh, long-time uh, HAG and 3CR familiars. Uh, we've got Jeff uh, and April in the studio. Thanks very much for coming in. Pleasure. Thank you, Shane. Um, Jeff, do you think he's saying we're very old? <laughs> I certainly would not dare say any such thing. But someone's got a significant birthday in a couple of weeks. I'll just say that. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe that's survivors. I think yeah. that's probably... Yeah. Survivors is a good word. We all feel like we've survived just recently. The, um, so, Jeff, you've been working on a, a national project. We talked about that you know, quite a few months now on the show. Do you want to tell us what's been happening and where that's at? Sure. Um, yeah, we've fu- we're ha- funded by the Wicking Trust to do a project over five years um, to try and um, work nationally to improve awareness of the issues facing older people at risk of homelessness, um, but with a particular focus on trying to ensure that we can get better um, services and responses for people who might be at risk of homelessness. Generally, this is a group of people, the people that we help mainly at HAG and Home at Last, who are somewhat hidden in society. They're not visible people who are homeless on the streets. And uh, whilst we've done a lot of work in Victoria over many years to get um, services up and running to try and help this group, uh, who basically just their basic issue is economic disadvantage, um, and that, you know, leads to the whole issue about housing supply being the key. Um, Across Australia, there's very little that's being done to address the needs of this group at all. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's the premise on the project. Um, And it's a partnership we've got with the University of Adelaide and Dr Debbie Faulkner, who's done a lot of research in the past on older people. Uh, Debbie's main role is to uh, develop the research around the area. and, And at the moment, we're doing quite a bit of work uh, pulling together the latest census data to get mm-hmm. a, to get the latest picture on what's happening with older people at risk of homelessness and um, particularly older people in the private rental market. So maybe we should talk about that a little bit in a minute. But um, just in terms of what's been happening, we're mainly working across three states at the moment. Mm-hmm. And we've done a lot of work in South Australia. We've got a clear picture of the, uh, the terrible housing situation there. Mm-hmm. And where all the gaps are in the services, and we've now put together a report 
that's making a whole lot of recommendations. Mm-hmm. That's going to be released in about two weeks' time. Yeah. And we'll we'll do some press around that. And, um, and at the same time, we're trying to work with the South Australian government to implement the recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mainly around getting some service on the ground, as I've been saying. So whether it's a home at last type service or whether it's trying to get the services that are there at the moment working better together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about getting getting better assistance to the, this particular group. Um, the second state we're working in is New South Wales, and that's where the intensive work's happening at the moment. Yeah. And so we're, again, um, we've got a reference group there of a number of organisations all campaigning together. Mm-hmm. And, again, the idea is to pull together the research um, and produce a report. And the plan at this stage is to release the New South Wales report at the National Housing Conference, which is uh, being held from the 30th of November to the 1st of December. Mm-hmm. And um, so that will hopefully, um, again, have a, a high profile. But at the same time, we're again trying to engage with government in New South Wales yeah. to get them um, to implement the, ref- the reforms that we'll be promoting. Mm-hmm. And in that, we've also we've got two people from government who are on the reference group for the project in New South Wales. Yeah. And the third state is Western Australia, which which um, we're just starting our work there, mm-hmm. and um, we've just pulled pulled together a reference group. But one of the really um, positive things there too is that the Western Australian government um, have got a draft of a seniors housing strategy, oh. and that includes looking at improving services. And they're they're asking the project to um, to. Uh, use the work that it does to, in a sense, implement um, the recommendations that are in their ha- their seniors housing strategy. Right. So hopefully we'll mm-hmm. we'll uh, we've already got sort of buy-in from government in terms of the work that we're about to do there. Yeah. So West Australia, we're really starting from early next year. Right. And um, so that's where that one will kick off. So gradually moving through through the states and <laughs> so in the first couple of years we'll have covered three states and uh, keep progressively working around the country yeah. and end up hopefully with a with a national approach by bringing hopefully by then some hundreds of people and organizations from across Australia mm. together um, and and do do the important lobbying at the Commonwealth level yeah well you mentioned there that you wanted to talk some more about the situation for people in private rental do you want to come back to that yeah, and perhaps from a Victorian point of view, we, mm. um, as part of the work we've been doing, um, Debbie Faulkner, the partner at the University of Adelaide, put, pulled some figures together for us on on what's happening with private renters in Victoria, mm-hmm. and we were pretty. I don't know why we're shocked. I'm always shocked when I see the figures, but we know with all the people that come to our home at last service how hard people are, are, are finding things in the rental market, particularly with how much rent people are paying. Yeah. But the figures showed um, that I think it was about 82% of people 65 and over, years of age and over, are paying more than 30% of their income in rent. Mm-hmm. And probably more, even more worrying is that 54% of those people are paying more than 50% of their income in rent. Yeah, and 30% is the official benchmark for where you're in housing stress or where you're in poverty. Exactly. So, so we're, and, yeah. and just only the housing benchmark, it doesn't take into account the other necessities, which, of yeah. course, everyone knows is is rising, and, and, yeah. and as we know, particularly around fuel or energy, yep. seeing more of those people. So that's four, uh, four out of every five yes. um, yeah. private, older private renters is paying 
over eighty percent of their income in, in uh, over fifth, sorry thirty percent, but one more than one mm. in two are paying more than half their income right. in rent, and yeah, we know from things, other studies like the the Hilda um, survey that's done every year or two that has tracked um, some thousands of people over a number of years. So it gets gives a picture of the the circumstances as they're changing for, for a number of people over time. Mm-hmm. That's showing that older private renters are doing without things mm-hmm. like um, particularly food, um, medications and uh, utilities are the three key things that, that uh, we know from that study that, that older private renters are doing without. Mm-hmm. So there's the evidence is all there. Yeah, and it is to- those other things that, that keep rising because we um, – in recent times as well, seen people particularly needing assistance with medication because the pharmaceutical allowance um, benchmark has actually risen. So it's, you know, taken people, um, we're often seeing people that actually don't reach um, that limit or that a lot of their medication now isn't covered um, through the healthcare card. So um, people really struggling. But I was interested in in the New South Wales uh, research, Jeff, because if we think that um, all the other states are really struggling, I can't even imagine um, that we have any um, older people on single incomes where the pensions are not still being able to afford to, to rent in New South Wales. Yeah. So is that the reason for the interest from, from government to, that they're finally um, <laughs> seeing large numbers of, of homeless uh, people? Look, I've got to say New South Wales is a really hard place to, to work in because, yeah. and there's a lot of, I think, despondency, a lot of amongst a lot of agencies in New South Wales. Mm. The New South Wales government's a bit of a juggernaut or quite a conservative juggernaut that's trying to um, get rid of a lot of public housing and transfer the stock and sell it off. Um, and mm. I think the the issues in New South Wales, it's it's going to be more around shock value, I think, like just how terrible the situation mm. is there compared to any other state. Mm. As you're suggesting that... Um, like the, the average rent for a one-bedroom flat in Melbourne, I think, is about 320 to $350 a week. Mm. But in New South Wales or the the greater Sydney region, it's about $450 a week is the average rent for a one-bedroom flat. And that's, that's about 100%, 100% of the age pension, uh, including rent assistance or any other Just income incredible. you can get. So when we do the census analysis there, it's going to be – we don't know how you're sort of as you're suggesting what we're going to find there because mm. it's hard to know how any older people could actually yeah. rent. So mm. we probably expect we're going to find there's a lot more people in really more marginal sorts of situations, mm. living in sheds in the backs of people's homes and sleeping in cars and living with sleeping on couches with friends mm. and family. That's going to be a lot more prevalent than in any other state. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see how anyone. You know, any cohort actually um, survives to keep a roof over their heads um, no. in New South Wales. And much more <clears throat> poor quality stock than what we have have here. Uh, I think um, somewhere I read that there's still a lot of fibro stock, um, old stock, but, um, you know, attracting rents of $400, $500, let alone um, sale prices. So. Yeah. And there's that um, the gentrification and the dispersing yeah. of people mm. too is a really huge issue in New South Wales with lots of older people, it's not about tree changing or sea changing. It's about people moving as far away from Sydney as they possibly can to find something that's available and they might be able to afford to rent in the private market. Mm. So it's it's um, very much a, a regional issue in New South Wales, mm. more than perhaps Melbourne. 
right. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll come back in a second, talk some more about uh, public housing in Victoria, yeah. but we're just going to hear a couple of quick community announcements first. Thanks for listening. Do you need mental health support from people who have been there? Wellways Helpline is a free and confidential service providing mental health information, support and referral advice. All our Helpline volunteers are peers, people who have lived experience of mental health issues. If you are experiencing concerns with your mental health and well-being or supporting someone who is, call Helpline on 1300 111 500, Monday to Friday, 9am till 9pm. If you don't know which way to turn or who to talk to, call us on 1300 500. Wellways Australia is a leading national mental health disability support and community care organisation and a 3CR supporter. assistance with daily tasks? Do your parents or grandparents? Australian Multicultural Community Services is a not-for-profit organisation providing help at home to seniors and their carers in Melbourne and Greater Geelong. Daily tasks like dressing, vacuuming, shopping or gardening can be difficult for seniors. Australian Multicultural Community Services support all eligible seniors with home care and personal care so that they remain independent while living at home. Get your loved ones the care they need. Call 9689-9170 to find out more. That's 9689-9170. A 3CR supporter. Uh, so thanks for listening. This is The Hag Show. Um, Jeff, you've just been telling us a bit about what you've been finding in New South Wales. Do you want to talk a bit more about that and then we can sort of compare that to the situation in Victoria? Yeah, again, just part of the work that we wanted to do with a national project is to try and improve the government's policies to make it more possible for older people at risk of homelessness to access public housing. Mm -hmm. And one of the key policy areas that we're working on is basically around age eligibility to get into public housing. For example, in New South Wales at the moment, you have to be 80 years of age before you're eligible for, for, for public housing just based on that criteria alone. And that, for as you can imagine, for a lot of people is um, really at a very, very much a later stage in life, um, and people are needing it much, much earlier than that. And one of the great things that um, has been achieved just recently, and um, to some, to some significant extent, because of the lobbying that Hag's done over many years, is the recent introduction of um, priority policy for people when they turn 55 in Victoria. So what does that mean practically for, for people in that age group? It means that um, if you're over 55 and that you're asset eligible for um, the what's called known as now the over 55s special housing needs category, um, you're automatically deemed eligible for that priority category. So automatic priority for people over 55. And the big reform in that is that um, the government and particularly the department had always, for years and years and years, always had policies that if you were in private rental, then you were housed. Mm. Um, you weren't eligible for um, any of the priority categories. You basically weren't eligible until you were homeless. Um, but as Jeff was saying, um, through the work that Haggard's done over the years, it now recognises the plight of older renters. Mm. So if you're an older renter, 
um, and you're over 55 within that asset limit, it recognises that you have, if you've got um, some savings, that that will be eaten away um, through just purely needing to, to pay the rent because the rent's so, so high. Um, but it also recognises the unlikelihood of you being able to access private rental given how competitive the private rental market is and very difficult for older people who are... Um, you know, pension dependent or benefit dependent because many of our people over 55 who haven't reached pension age and that's now around about 67, 68 years old. Mm. So it's a significant amount of time needing to survive on Newstart. I'm certainly not going to get access to to the private rental market that um, they will be eligible for public housing on a priority system. So it's great great, um, policy reform. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting. It, it seems like in some ways the government's recognising that the private rental yes. market is failing, that the private market's not yes. going to do it. But at the same time, it feels like there's a renewed push for what they call private public, public-private public partnerships yes. as a solution to housing affordability. Yes, and... And, and yes, <laughs> it wasn't lost in any of the um, sessions when the consultation was happening on on this that we were, of course, then saying, oh, so there will be reform in, in these areas. Government will be building more housing because it recognises that the, the um, private market can't... Um, you know, um, can't really provide the benchmarks mm. that people people need um, to, to have decent housing. Yeah. So, what what's also good about that um, that having that specific listed as well um, is that the government will be able to d- to tell because it hasn't um, to date how many people are, are actually in need and so in terms of when we're looking at at providing housing because I suspect um, the other thing that's happened um, along the way with the social housing providers you know going to become you know the main providers that that's the the plan um that again that older age group um it will be basically excluded particularly those people on new start so public housing they will be the pe- people that are housed in public housing predominantly as we see less and less family housing or couples housing so mm. i think that that's you know sort of the residual housing that will be be le- be left with but um, you know, as we've always said and promoted that, you know, public housing is, is the answer in terms of mm. um, decent, a decent life for people. And whether by default or just um, because it's not a significant um, um, problem in terms of numbers as yeah. yet, it, 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 it does actually acknowledge that, um, that people deserve to have affordable yeah. housing based on economic need. Yeah. So it's actually the first time yes. a policy like that has been introduced before. Mm. So it, it is by default because we don't hear the government government coming mm. out mm. Out saying that everyone has, should have a right to public housing. That's, yep. uh, but, um, but that really is what this uh, new list is all about. It's not about having you know, special health needs or mm. uh, having chronic homelessness issues. It's, it's just because you all the recognition that older people can't afford to survive in the private rental market. Yeah. But we know that there are, you know, this is a sort of policy sh- that should exist yeah. for people of all ages, yeah. Yeah. but it comes down to having enough housing supply yeah. to be able to match it. To the so the, mm. there, there should be a logical ex- ex- extension to this policy that, as you say, mm. well, we do need to build more public housing. Mm. Yeah. So I guess this... Um, is a you know the the evidence for a campaign I suppose in that sense. 
I mean, April, you were if, saying just before, and I think you're right, that us, that people on New Start are less likely to end up in so, with social yeah. housing providers. Do you want to talk about why that is? Oh, just that um, while we talk about the um, housing associa- associations not being for-profit, for so non-profit organisations, they, they do actually have to generate income um, to, to cover their costs. Um, but if they have any hope to be able to grow in the future, which is the expectation of government... Um, you know, in within the next decade, withdrawing support that they have. So, the less income that you have, of course, the, the less um, rent revenue organisations are going to be able to collect. And so, people that we're housing at the moment through any social housing providers, um, they are definitely people on the higher pension, so DSP or um, age pension. Um, but I can't remember the last time we, we had anyone on a new start allowance or a sickness benefit yeah. that was considered. Mm. Yeah. I actually had a bit of an, an, an argument with someone in, in Western Australia recently, who, someone from a community housing association. Jeff, I can't imagine you getting on this. <laughs> no, no, not very argumentative sort of person normally, Shane, am I? Um, but um, she was sort of bragging to me how um, the public housing authority in WA was, uh, as she called it, running at a loss but the community housing association oh, she was part of was running at a profit. Mm. I said, oh, well, maybe that's because your your yes. <laughs> your tenants are mostly people on higher incomes and you can charge higher rents. And you can pick and choose yeah, that's as, right. as well because we talked for, yeah. for years as well. Um, that that'll change in Victoria going to the um, – with uh, social housing providers needing to – be part of the Victorian Housing Register, so so the the common waiting list. But as we said for years, um, because they need to to manage their their risk as well. That um, it really was about picking and choosing um, tenants. I I don't really see that changing. That the new system allows you to go through applications of the first twenty people on mm. on the list. So still having having choice and 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 everyone's you know this is exactly how it works. You have to be risk adverse mm. um, because yeah. it eats into your income. Actually, one in- other interesting thing I could just mention another interstate thing again that um, looking at the uh, the asset eligibility across mm. the country. Um, in Victoria, you, you to be eligible for public housing, you have to have assets of thirty thousand dollars or less. In WA, it's eighty thousand, mm. and it has mm. been for a number of years. Yeah. So obviously, a much more realistic asset yeah. asset limit in terms yeah. of um, you know we know so many older people who have worked a lot yeah. through their lives and have got some some meagre amount of um, savings that's there to for the rest of their lives, but um, it might be over the $30,000. But yeah. we've had difficulty getting the Victorian government yeah. to move on the asset level. So that's probably something else that uh, yeah. needs uh, to be changed very quickly too. Yeah. And, and particularly given... I mean, how many years has that been in? It's like yes, 20 yes. years, well, 25 years it's yeah. been the asset limit. Yeah. I mean, HAG at the moment is in the process of kind of revamping its campaigns and policy working group to have more of a focus on lobbying around public housing and especially for more public housing. So anyone who's listening who's interested in getting involved, uh, we'll be giving out contact information in just a few minutes. Uh, if you, We would love to, to have your input and have you coming along. Um, we are nearly out of time, uh, but maybe... April, you could tell us a bit about how the Home at Last service is going and I think we recently passed a significant milestone. Yeah, we're really um, delighted and very proud to to say that since we received the Home at Last funding um, from Department of Health and Human Services, uh, we just uh, passed the 600th client that we housed and that's within our own outreach program. Mm -hmm. Um, But more so um, through our intake service, 
where we assess people about their eligibility for different kinds of housing and also to refer them to a local service that can best support them in their local community and do exactly the same as us. It was over 4,500 people that we've seen in that time. So... Um, you know, while some people say 600, oh, well, you know, housing nation one by one, it has made a difference to those 600 people's lives. And that's not 600 people housed in private rental. It's not oh, 600 God, no. people oh, pushed sorry, into rooming houses. That. It's yeah. 600 people with, with permanent homes yes. where they can afford yeah. to, to age in place for the rest of their yeah. lives. I always forget to say that because I, th- I think that people know that it's a given, but we never um, house people in private rental or rooming houses. It is long-term housing and, um, Shane said, public or social housing, so of a good standard. It's accessible housing so people can age in place um, always well located to to, to services so it, it really is people you know at a new phase in their lives of being able to to plan and settle and enjoy the rest of their lives um, the majority of people that um, that we work with once they're housed through our service they remain housed so you know that's a, a really good outcome as well in terms of being able to establish and sustain a tenancy um so i i'm just um i can't tell you the the joy that it brings in being able to have have done that and work with so many people it's um i'm, I'm very grateful on behalf of hag and the service yeah that's so. great well that, that seems like a nice note that's to, a nice to it's to a positive t- <laughs> um, thanks very much for coming in and We'll hear some more announcements and then we'll be back to wrap up. Thanks. Rumination. 3CR's Rooming House and Homeless Persons Issues Program. Featuring information on health and housing services as well as live local guests, artists and performers from our unsung community. Join us at 12 p.m. on Thursday on 3CR 855 AM. Want to support 3CR's diverse and independent voices? Well, it's not too late and we still need your support. Donate now by calling 9419 8377. Or donate online at www.3cr.org.au or post us a cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277, Collingwood 3066. Yeah, thanks very much for listening again. This is the Housing for the Aged Action Group show and we're almost finished for another month. If you want to get in touch with HAG, talk about any of the stuff we've been talking on today's show, whether it's about uh, public housing in Victoria and you want to get involved in our campaigns for more and more of that, which is so important, uh, particularly at the moment, uh, or whether you're a person, you're an older person in private rental who's struggling, uh, any other sort of housing issue that you're dealing with, we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to talk about what we can do to help each other. Uh, our number is 9654 uh, I'll just let you grab a pen as I sort of burble around uncomfortably trying to think of some time-filling things while you pick that pen up, pick up your mobile phone, get ready to take down this number again. It is 9654-7389. Uh, please give us a call. Going to leave you now with a song. Uh, this is the great Candy Royale with the Freed Radicals, and we're going to hear Killing Us Softly. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great month. <laughs>